0: This morning, and uh, the Lord gave me a thought this morning, and I just want to share it with you, Matt. You, uh, if you looked, uh, Luke chapter 16, you've have, I have your Bible. I really feel like this is what God would have me to, to share with you this morning. As we prepare for this and, and uh, pray that God will bless, and, and uh, it's a good day, it's a good day to worship the Lord. And uh, the question I have for you um, going forward uh, during this message is whose team are young? Now, every one of us represent maybe a different team. There's many different uh, three or four different teams mentioned today, you know that you support or you're excited about or you wore their colors this morning, enough to, uh, to wear that color this morning. So you you specifically chose to be, on that team. That's that's your choice. Growing up as a kid, we always uh, I remember just being a little kid and uh, my dad was a Chief fan. My dad was a Wildcat fan and uh, from just a little kid, I, I grew up liking those teams and uh, they were never necessarily good and uh, we you know didn't win a bunch of Super Bowls, but Or a bunch of games, but they were my team. Um, But I chose to do that. And as you live your life, you choose whose team you're on. You know, as much as your mom or much as your dad or much as your grandparents would like you to choose a specific team, they can't make you choose. You know, and as much as all of us black and gold would like you guys to put on black and gold rather than purple and white... You guys like your purple and white, don't you? Oh yeah. Uh huh. You're not changing it? No, no. You even changed her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. yeah. yeah, come over to the good side. Of the <laughs> what did <can> I say? <laughs> but you chose. You chose that even, even amid pressure, even amidst the the pressure that you receive, you still chose to pick your team. And see, in life, you will choose. Whose team you're on. You'll choose. Not me. Not anybody else. As much pressure you might get from somebody, you ultimately choose the team. This morning we're going to read about two men and two different men who chose two different teams. Two different, completely two different scenarios. I'm going to make my way through it. We're not going to stand because it is uh, Eleven or thirteen verses, or twelve verses. We're going to read it, and I'm going to preach it, and read through it. So you've got your Bible open to Luke 16, if you will. Let's begin reading in verse number one, just so we can understand verse number 19, so that we can understand where what I'm talking about. Verse number 19, the Bible says, "There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day." Man number one. Verse number twenty, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores. Man number two. Now understand this, as we look at this today. There are two different men. One's a rich man who uh, who had everything he could ever want. I mean, he. The Bible says that he had the nicest of clothes. He had the nicest of everything. He had. He had. Uh, he was clothed in purple and fine linen, which means that he was a very, very wealthy man. He, he had nothing to, uh, to complain about, nothing to, to uh, want for. If he wanted it, he went down the road and got it because he was a rich man. And then on the other scenario, we have a poor man. And then the, the poor man's name is Lazarus. You'll see in this text that Lazarus was a beggar. That's what he did. So if you've ever seen a beggar, tell me the clothes in which they have on. But you I want you to go back uh, 2,000, 3,000 3, years ago, and you put yourself in this place. What kind of clothes does this man have on? He has rags on. He has, he don't have any sneakers. He probably don't even have the latest uh, sandals that they would wear, but he was the very, uh, the poorest of the poor. And the reason he sat and begged, he wasn't begging, he, he sat there and begged at the rich man's gate, so of all the places he could beg, he begged at the gate of the rich man. Yeah. And then it says in this in this text that the, the poor man was so poor, in verse number 21, and desiring to be fed, he wanted something to eat. When you're a poor man such like this, you don't have money to go buy the, the latest McDonald's Happy Meal or the latest McDonald's Big Mac, you have to settle for what somebody will give you. Hey. He wanted to be fed. And the Bible says in this text that, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. He knew that if he could get outside the gate of the rich man, he might would get a piece of a T-bone that had fallen off the stake. He might have got something that was burnt and the rich man said, I don't want it. And he knew that he could probably get some of the best food. Right. Set at the gate of the rich man. And desiring to be fed... From the crumbs from, uh, which fell from the rich man's table, what is the say? Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Now I don't know this to be for a fact, but it almost begs to mention if he was out there begging for food and maybe even had to eat at the dog's bowl because the dogs were licking him. Maybe this was the crumbs that fell into the dog's bowl and he was like, right, move over, I'm getting that crumb." but he lived his life setting at the end of the king's gate, at the rich man's gate, and then you have the rich man. Would you say that those are two completely polar opposites? Mm -hmm. These two men made a choice in their life. See, every one of us, we will make a choice that will determine our eternity. What do you mean by that? I mean, when I take my last breath on this earth, I will enter into heaven or I will enter into hell. Yeah. And based on what I do with Christ today, based on what I do with Christ in this life will determine what happens In the next. He said I've come. Jesus said I've come to give you life. And you might have it more abundantly. When he came. And he died on the cross for our sins. He came so that you and I can have life. And that life. Is heaven. That life is a life. That no man can even touch. But. You. Have to make that choice. No matter rich, no matter poor, you make the choice. We'll say this. Let's continue to read in verse number 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom and the rich man also died and was buried. Here it is. Death is no respecter of persons. That's right. The rich man died, and the the poor man died. Death is not a respecter of persons. But when you die, your choice, whether you go to heaven or go to hell, stops when you stop breathing. That's correct. Yes. Your choice... Is no longer, you can't change what happens after you die. No. See what see what we think is man. Well, if I if I go to hell, man, I'll, I'll get down there and I'll pray my way out. No way. I'll get my family members to pray for me and I'll get out of there. No way. See what happened was is just what takes place here in this text. The uh, the rich man died and was buried, and Lazarus died and he was carried. That's right. There was somebody who carried him, (laughs) and there was somebody who buried him. See, what happens is if if I die and I've got Jesus, I don't get buried. Understand that? I get carried. That's right. But if I don't know him on my way to heaven, guess what? I get buried. Yes. Isn't it wonderful to know that you can go to heaven? But at the same note, isn't it sad? That somebody would choose hell. Yes. We're sitting in this room today, and if we were to go around, I don't think anybody in this room would say, Yep, child, I'll sign me up. I'll go to hell. <laughs> I want you to know that I have had people tell me, Man, I'll, I'll go to hell. I'll party all I want to down there. Ta-da. I have had people tell me. No. But I, if we went around the room this morning, I don't think we could get a volunteer to say, "Man, hey, sign me up. I'll be the first one to go. <laughs> not their right. <Ryan. laughs> but today, in your life, you choose whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. Yeah. See, the rich man went to hell not because he was rich. And Lazarus went to heaven, paradise, not because he was poor. The Bible does say that it is hard for a rich man to get saved. It's easier for a camel to go through the the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into heaven. Why is that? The Bible tells us and teaches us that because a rich man wants to depend on his own money. I'll get there on how how good I am and how much money I've got, but I'm just going to tell you, you you can't take a U-Haul to heaven. No, 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 no. It's staying on behind. That's right. So whose team are you on? If I was asked that question right now, whose team are you on? I, I want to go to heaven. How many of you guys want to go to heaven when you die? Raise Amen. your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. There's not one person in here that wants to go to hell. Who wants to go to hell? Not one person. You choose. You choose. Your choice. So number one, just... A simple, simple outline. Number one is Lazarus. What about Lazarus? What do you mean, what about Lazarus? Let's look at what happened to him. In verse number one, in verse number 22, it says that he was carried. In verse number 23, it tells us that the rich man was in hell. In verse number 23, the Bible says, And he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom, which we would call paradise. Paradise. And those that were in paradise, understand this, those that were in paradise went to heaven when Jesus got done creating and started his work. You say, what do you mean by that? John 14, 6 says, uh, uh, John 14 tells us, he said, I go to prepare a place. At that point in time in history, heaven did not exist. It was there. He created the heavens and the earth. He wasn't necessarily talking about the eternal resting place of an individual. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Yeah. That place that he prepared is what we call heaven. But at the time, the old, old Testament saints, when they died, they would go to paradise. But when Jesus arose from the dead, uh, he took all those that were in paradise yeah. into heaven. And that's why, yes. and the Bible teaches us, uh, the temple veil was ripped. Uh, and those uh, they, those were in the now, graveyard. Now. The graves began to shake. Uh, that's what took place. Uh, rising out of paradise to go to heaven. So Understand that this is not uh, this is a true story. Jesus is speaking of of Lazarus who was in paradise. Amen. Paradise. When I die, I'm going to heaven. Amen. All right. Lazarus, this is an Old Testament story. Almost make you think that it almost took place during Moses' time. And you say why? Because at the end, he says he has Moses and the prophets. I don't know exactly when this story took place, but I do know this, that the reason Lazarus went to paradise or the reason that Lazarus went to heaven was not because he was poor and not because he was a beggar and not because of what he had done on this earth uh, physically, but what he did with his heart Amen. Yes. and who he believed in. Now I'm just going to tell you that no matter what you think, no matter what anybody's ever told you, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by who? Me. Who? Me. Me. Except by communion, no. Except by baptism, no. Except by church membership, no. Except by good works, no. That's not what he said. Jesus saith unto them, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. Plain and simple. I died on the cross. I paid for your sins. And I can't get to heaven because of me. I can get to heaven because of him! Yes! Adrian, Lazarus right, went to heaven not because of who he was, but because of it, who he knew! Amen. Yes. And you will go to heaven not, are, go not, because not because of no. Who, no. who you are, but because of who you yeah, that's know. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Christian, <laughs> you. thankful. You need to be thankful for that. Yes, yes. That when you know. I die, don't weep for me. I'm gone. Right. Amen. man. I'll be in heaven rejoicing with Jesus. As we talked about in Sunday school with Moses and Elijah. We're going to see them all. Now, is that what you choose? Is heaven? Is that what you choose? Is heaven? Amen. We talked Amen. about in Revelation and talking about in Sunday school that we'll uh, have gates of pearl. Walls of Jasper streets of gold transparent the Bible says be able to see through it yeah that's what I want to go to yeah. Yeah. that's the place I want to live forever that's the place I want to take my family that's the place I want all of you to go right Yes. Yeah. that's heaven yes oh so wow I um. You choose. You choose. Nobody in this room will force you to go to heaven. Because you have to make that choice. It's your choice. Bible says that God's not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come into repentance. God doesn't want anybody to die and go to hell. No, He wants all men to go to heaven. Did you know that hell was not created for man? That's right. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. Yes. And his angels. Yes. Did you know that hell enlarges every day? Yeah. The Bible says. You know the Bible says that hell is where the worm dieth not. Hell is the place yes. of torments. Hell is the place of fire. Hell is the place of darkness. Hell is the place of fire. Hell is the place of falling. Yes. That's hell. Yes. Yes. The Bible teaches us that hell is a place of torments. Yep. Amen. Also, the Bible also tells us it's a place of darkness. You say, how can it be dark when it's, when it's fire? Did you know that scientists have discovered the hottest flame is, is, is black? Can you imagine how hot it must be in hell? The Bible says in, in this text, in verse number 23, and, and in hell he lift up his eyes the moment he got to hell. The moment he closed his eyes in death and was buried, the Bible says, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in what? Torments. In verse number 24, he cried unto Father Abraham, Have mercy on me, that you may send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented. have this conversation when he went to hell. But Abraham tells him, he said, son, son, we can't come to you and you can't come to us. I'm sorry. He can't dip his finger in water and come cool your tongue because he just can't get there. See, you have the rich man and then you have, I mean, you have Liza and then you have the rich man. Lazarus has a name. He's in heaven. The rich man is nameless. right? And he's in hell. What was the rich man's name? He had a name. He had a name. His mama named him. The Bible doesn't give us his name because he became nameless when he went to hell. Hmm. And he's still there. Asking for the water. Verse number 27. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, talking to Abraham, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. He said, look, if you can't get the water to me, would you just send Lazarus to my to my house? Yeah. Would you send him to my house? Because I've got some brothers there and I don't want him to come to this place. As he says in verse number 28, I don't want him to come to this place of torments." You see a, a central thing here? What's going on? La, a rich man saying that he was tormented. He was tormented. He was tormented. And he was tormented in this place. It was a tormenting place. Hey, would you send him to my daddy's house? And Abraham said unto him, He said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, No. He said in verse number 30, He said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they would. They will repent. Now listen to what He says. And here's your choice. You ready? Verse number 31. And He said unto him, If they will not hear, Moses and the prophets... Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's right. I believe with all my heart that each and every one of us, if we go back in our history, there's probably a family member years and years ago that went to hell and prayed, Would you just send them to my house? Would you send them to my daddy's house? Would you make sure that they know? Would you make sure? Because that's what rich man was doing. He was asking that he would send somebody to his daddy's house so his five brothers wouldn't come to the same place. Understand and know that hell is real. Hell is not the grave. Hell is not just a figment of the imagination of a Christian. It is. I have heard stories of deathbed experiences of uh, hell and, and heaven. They say people who are born again uh, have some of the sweetest experiences of death. I've heard stories, heart-wrenching stories, of people who were lost and died on their deathbed, crying and screaming: It's hot! It's hot! But the moment you close your eyes in death, there is no other choice. That's That's right. You must make the choice now. That's right. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. I have no idea what tomorrow may hold for Trenton. And neither do you. No. What will you do with that? It's your choice. Well, what will my family say? Forget what your family would say. Hey, what would God say? Yeah. If you're sitting here this morning mm-hmm. and you have doubt whether you go to heaven or not, put away the doubt. Amen. and choose the right team. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. We could argue all day who's the right team in here, black and gold or purple and white. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's right. The only team that matters is whether you're on Christ's team or the devil's team. Amen, yes, that's right. You choose just like I chose. Amen. That's right. I told you last week. When I chose, when did you choose? You said, well, I've never I've never had a day that I chose. Then you need to choose today. I'll wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till tomorrow. That's right. Make sure you are heaven-bound today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone that's here. Lord, I pray that there's someone in this room who doesn't know you for sure. That today would be their day. Lord, I also ask if there's a Christian in this room that says, I've got family. I have friends. I know somebody who doesn't know the Lord. Help us, convict us mm. to pray for them. Mm. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've oh, done. Hallelujah. And in Jesus' name we pray. And in every head bowed, every eye closed, please no one look around. We're going to take just a moment here.